1: Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates national average 12-month savings of $744 by new customers surveyed who saved with Progressive between June 2022 and May 2023. Potential savings will vary. Discounts not available in all states and situations. Show must go on, but my stomach is killing me. Full disclosure, I don't think I'm going to pull a Chris Sims scouting combine 2020 and throw up on the air i mean if you need to go walk down the stairs and go to bed that's fine bed and couch do not have the receptacle that i would i would be needing hold the rope and we're gonna throw because there's still stuff going on in the nfl there there's is. plenty of stuff to get to nine minutes later see you thanks later. everybody love Peace you out. hope i live if i live i'll see you tomorrow if i don't it's been fun it's been a load of fun Both four days and a lifetime ago, that was Thursday morning. Chris had to steer the ship in my absence because ship. Well, I'll just leave it at that.
2: I mean I didn't remember you getting so like morbid at the end there, like, oh if I if I don't live I'll it's been great. It's been a shitload of fun.
1: (laughs) You you were too busy shipping. Your pants, because I was abandoning you. I was abandoning ship.
2: Yeah, yeah. So You weren't really
1: focused on what I was saying. You didn't care if I lived or died. You just cared if you lived or died. I don't know how long you even went. If you went to the top of the hour, I assume you went to the top of the hour, but I don't know. I don't know, because I had more pressing concerns. And let me tell you, my timing, because timing is everything in life, most of the time, my timing's okay. Sometimes I get lucky. On Thursday. All I'll say is my timing was impeccable. All right, so let's leave it at that. Did we get to what
2: the issue was? Like what you you sent text message thinking you had chocolate. That was
1: bad. Yes. Is that and the I final will not, verdict? I, well, h- here's what happened. 1:30 a.m. on Thursday. My wife became extremely sick, far worse than I was, and did not, I don't think, get the same relief that I ultimately enjoyed slash suffered through. She didn't know if she was going to be sick one way or the other way. She was like on the floor, fetal position, pain all over. What can you do? Do I take her to the hospital? What do you do? I don't know. Tell me what you need. I don't know. I'm helpless. The dog's in there sniffing around wondering what the hell's going on. So she gradually... Got a little bit better and a little bit better, but it was an ordeal. I mean, I already had that factoring into my lack of sleep heading into Thursday's show. But I felt fine the whole time. She's like, do you feel okay? Did we eat something? What's wrong with me? I don't know what's wrong with me. Did we eat something? I said, yeah, we ate something. We ate the same thing. I'm fine. I I felt bad. It's like, I'm fine. Well, I go to sleep and 630, I get up and my stomach's not feeling great. And I'm thinking, what, what is, what is this sorcery that's affecting? Is it sympathy or, or is there something wrong with me? And as we got closer and closer to seven, I was getting worse and worse. I was crashing. I was the bird into the window. And by the time the show started, I, I was cooked and there's no way I could have made it two hours. Not with what I had to do. No. By the time I got back down, by the time I finished the Lamar Jackson jog sprint, that was awesome. That is so good. My son, it, it, it was funny because he sent me that that GIF when I told him that I was sick as well. Uh, because, uh, yeah, he was concerned about my wife and he's concerned about me. And so I did what I had to do. I did not make the same triumphant return that Lamar Jackson eventually did to win the game. Game got called on count of poop. Well, I mean, and, uh, poor guy,
2: poor guy is a,
1: he's a walking poop emoji and all he wanted to do, is, <laughs> all
2: he really wouldn't is got an IV, but for some reason it became a bathroom thing. I don't thing. know. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, all, all right. So what about the rest uh, of the weekend? It's
1: nothing to be ashamed of. It's nothing to be ashamed of. Hey, sometimes you get an upset stomach. So I didn't tell you what we narrowed it down to because my, my wife makes a, a pasta dish, once a month or so that my mom used to make. Very good. Very simple. Very good. So she she takes very good care of her parents. They're in their 80s. She makes a bunch of it. She took some over to them. My son ate some. We ate some. So it's like it can't be that because we've heard nothing about anybody else being sick. What we had was we, we had we – had a, a, Pack a little chocolate bars that I had opened that night, she had a couple. I had a couple It was the only thing in common that we'd eaten, and then I had three left. It's like I should take these to a lab somewhere. I should take these and get them i should just out of curiosity, and as i i got i I got bored with that quickly. I threw them away and moved on. so we I, just assume it was the chocolate. I'm not going to defame any chocolate manufacturers out there, but uh we narrowed it down. To the possibility that we got bad chocolate last Wednesday night, it can happen to milk chocolate. It's like rare; it is
2: rare. I mean, it. it we, I don't want to defame the chocolate company. I want to defame the Florio household. How old are the chocolate? Are you guys hanging? You got like you I just, just got chocolate from, from nineteen twenty-four in there,
1: or what? What are We're you guys doing in that up. house? I mean, why would we have chocolate from nineteen twenty-four? Okay,
2: nineteen seventy-four. Fine. Sorry. 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 I, I had mean, just.
1: Geez. I make one trip per week. Once once per week, I go to the grocery store, and uh, I, I you know we, we don't keep a ton of sweets in the house, but uh, I get a little chocolate, and uh, so yeah, it was new, it was new chocolate. At least it was new to our household. I don't know how long it was on uh, yeah, the yeah, uh, yeah,
2: bull crap. It had been there since 1974 on the shelf. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's crazy. Maybe that's it. I don't know. <laughs> but
1: uh, but anyway anyway, that that was a hell of a day, man. And uh, it felt it felt good. To feel better, I, it still took me kind of the rest of the day to get back to a hundred percent. You get like to ninety, ninety five. I was there by noon, but I still kind of worked through it. But uh, thank you again for. I, it's not like you had a choice. It's not like you could have said no. I guess you could have said no. I was leaving. I'm no, gone. I don't. I'm I don't gone. think they even trusted
2: me. They were like,
1: I was, I was like, miserable. I'll do the
2: show. This is fine. Let's go. And they were like, Ah, uh, yeah, no. Let's just put on your uh, podcast, and we'll have you fill a few seconds here and there. So. I was ready to go. I don't think I had, right. you know, I don't. They didn't have the vote of the confidence from the company for me to carry carry Listen, it home the rest
1: of the way. It's not easy to do it by yourself. It's not, and it's even harder when you find out right now. Yes, no you do it by it. yourself. No question. So I appreciate the effort and however long you did it. Again, I don't know because I had more pressing. Concerns, and we'll just leave it at that. But it it happens to all of us from time to time. It's just the first time in all these years that I've been doing something on a regular basis at a regular time that I just couldn't get through it. I think I mentioned on Thursday, I did have the full blown flu day after Thanksgiving 2017, and it was radio only. So all I had to do was talk. And when it's radio, when you got those long ass breaks, I kind of miss those long ass breaks. Yeah, I hear you. We, we nice don't, don't have long time. ass We don't have long ass breaks anymore. We'll go for a whole hour to start the show and jam in short breaks in the second hour. But I was actually falling asleep during the long ass break and the engineer Art would wake me up and I'd get in another segment and I I like interviews. I remember having Kyle Rudolph, unless it was some sort of a fever dream. Kyle Rudolph and Everson Griffin, because they had played the day before and beaten the Lions on Thanksgiving. And I think I was coherent. I don't know. All I know is as soon as that show ended, I got my ass back in bed. But uh anyway, that was twenty seventeen. Now twenty twenty two. It finally happened. And off we go. I'm fine today. I'm happy to report. I am chocolate free. I am illness free life is good it's may 23rd we're a week away from memorial day we're getting the the trees are all in bloom it's it's springtime my allergies are going haywire it's just it's a great time to be alive it is no doubt about it it's great we had a
2: first like real weekend real kind of summer spring weekend up here where we had great weather it was good to be outside and finally have that so I mean, it's been a long time coming. We had like a real legit winter up here this year. So it was nice to have some warm weather. Got in the pool, did all that outside a lot. That was uh, nice and healthy, feel good today.
1: My pool's ready. Haven't been in it, but my pool's ready. My nephew and a few of his friends came over and swam on Saturday night. So the pool has been used. It officially has been used, but I have not been in it yet.
2: Yeah. Get in there. And I mean, did you watch some sports this weekend? Did you watch any of the NBA playoffs? Did you watch the horse race? Did you watch the PGA championship? It was a great sports weekend. You didn't get in on any of it. I don't understand. I don't understand what you do with your life. I don't get it. I you, w- Turn the TV on. I don't understand. These are great events. Turn them on. You don't go in the pool. You don't leave the house. And I don't know what you're doing in the house other than writing snarky comment, copy, paste, copy, paste every now and then.
1: I don't know what the heck. (laughs) My life is very simple. My life is very simple. I work. I work out once a day for an hour. I have dinner. I spend time with my wife. I have some other hobbies. (laughs) I have some other hobbies that I work on. But I don't enjoy other sports anymore. I, I just don't. I just don't. Now, I was temporarily on the Penguins' bandwagon until they blew a 3-1 series lead against the Rangers and got knocked out of the playoffs. Are we allowed to talk about hockey here? I think we are. We will. But that's it. I just don't. And, I I mean, I just – I'm all NFL all the time. I have walled myself off. I don't enjoy it. I just don't. I don't enjoy basketball. I haven't enjoyed basketball for years. My father put the curse on me when I was five, when he said, if you watch anything more than the last four minutes of a basketball game, or I was four, and he said, if you watch anything last than the five minutes, more than the last five minutes of a basketball game, you're wasting your time. And I know that that's not true. I know that there are great swings and I, I just, I just can't. I remember there was a time I really enjoyed it. The Michael Jordan years, Larry Bird, Magic Johnson, Charles Barkley. I enjoyed it then. I just, I just, I don't know. I just don't. And I don't enjoy baseball. I haven't enjoyed baseball since the Pirates lost to the Braves in the 1992 NLCS. I'm trying. I'm trying, but I just don't. And uh, golf, sorry. I'm sorry, I don't know what we broadcast. We broadcast golf? I don't know. I guess we, we do yeah. because we have the US. Golf open Channel. coming here on uh, NBC in a few weeks. Oh yeah. Oh, well, yeah. great. Well, everybody enjoy the U.S Open. Uh, I'll be in the US. somewhere other than at the open. <laughs> well, um, we know where you'll be. <laughs> uh, but yeah, but, but that's just I, I don't know. It's hey, we all enjoy different things. I enjoy football of the NFL variety. Although I'm very much looking forward to October 8th, Texas M and M- M- Alabama. We'll talk about that coming up, I believe. But, uh, yeah, I, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I just can't. All of my professional focus is on the NFL, and it keeps me from enjoying the other sports. All right. Well, let's talk NFL, then. I don't have anything else did to you, say. So did you just lay on the couch and watch TV? You, no, you said you were outside doing things. I was, yeah.
2: You know, you don't have to sit there the whole time, you know. Just the PGA was amazing yesterday. It was kind of an all-timer where, you know, who a, won? Who won? Justin I Thomas. So many have I heard of Justin never, Thomas. Never yeah. He's a kid from Louisville, Kentucky. He's won one major before he was down seven shots to start the round. So for him to win, that was a big deal. Like we've never had anybody come from that far behind. That's what was cool. The horse race was good. I mean, Hey, it's the Preakness. I love the tradition of it. No doubt basketball. You know, you didn't miss anything. Groundbreaking. Nothing huge. Jimmy Butler got hurt. The Heat still won and beat the Celtics. That was a big deal. The Golden State Warriors are going to whoop the crap out of the Mavericks. That's over. They're up 3-0. There you go. That's I, all saw, you need. I
1: saw the dunk. I saw the dunk on Twitter that was called an offensive foul. I don't know how it's an offensive foul when both guys are in the air. But I'm not up on those things. Yeah, I, I don't know. Like You're talking about the foul. Golden
2: State-Dallas game. I didn't watch much yes. of that last night. I, I did go to bed at a pretty good hour. I thought hour, you watched so. all
1: the sports. <laughs> i got to watch all the sports all weekend long. Sports, 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 sports. <laughs> yep, yeah. And I took a break last I night. Won't, I, have, so. I have no horse racing takes. I have no horse racing takes whatsoever. I value my employment, so I'm not going to say anything other than this. Other than this. I am very curious about one question and one question only when it comes to horse racing. Does the horse have any idea what he or she has accomplished? Do they have any idea? Do they know what they've done? I'd love to know that. I, my dog is very smart. My dog knows things. My dog knows different you – know, when she gets to go outside and, and run around, she knows. When she gets a treat, she knows. Like, Does the horse know that it has accomplished some significant thing? When it wins one of the races, I just like to know. I think it does. I'd like to know. I think it does. I would like to know. I I I, like to
2: yeah, know. yeah. I, I, you know, I think if you actually ask them, I think they do know when they win and when they beat the other horses. At least that much. Like there is a competitive, and I think they do realize it from what I've heard. You know, the you win, you get pampered at the end. So there is some more of like, oh wait, this is uh, I did good. Like I, they're pampering me. Here's all this. I, I mean, that's what I've heard. I don't know that. I'm not a horse racer, so I don't know that. And you know, if you win enough, you
1: get put out to stud, although. Well, that's the dream. I mean, isn't that all our dreams? Aren't we all dreaming of that? (laughs) I don't. I don't. I'm not quite sure that it's uh, the life that we think it is. But let's move on, shall we? Football.
0: Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid scale solar energy in Ohio and. Producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America.
1: Jimmy Garoppolo, Trey Lance. I had an interesting interview with George Kittle on Friday, making the rounds for Tight End University, year two. No attempt to put any limits whatsoever on the questions being asked. Not that that's noteworthy, because as some have learned over the years and some have learned very recently, if you put limits on what we can ask, we're just not going to do it, especially if it's like limits on core key questions. You know, like, George, I'm sure George Kittle didn't relish having to talk about Jimmy Garoppolo and Trey Lance. But yeah, if he's sure. going to do this media tour, he's got to talk about it. And he had no problem talking about it. I mean, George Kittle's got no problem talking about anything. But I applaud him for the willingness. He could have said to Travis Kelsey, because he's one of the organizers, you go do it. I don't want to do the media. could have said to Greg Olson, hey, TV guy, number one guy at Fox, until Tom Brady kicks you out of the chair, you go do it. You go do it. You don't have any locker room issues you got to worry about. You don't got to balance things between a couple of friends. You go do it. No, Kittle did it. And Kittle was great. Let's start with the question of Trey Lance, who he has said has a very insane ceiling. He just needs the reps in games to get there. And his friend and four-year partner with the 49ers, Jimmy Garoppolo. Here's Kittle's assessment of the competition, apparently, that's looming between the two best interests of the team for 2022 is it trey lance working toward his ceiling and dealing with the growing pains or is it jimmy garoppolo who already is basically a finished product and can step in and pick up where he left off last year
3: that's the million dollar question isn't it Uh, You know that's one reason i'm glad i'm not the head coach of the 49ers so (laughs) that's all on coach shanahan you know like and i'll give you both ways like you know jimmy g Awesome in the huddle. Great leader, directs guys. People are, you know, you know, go to attention when he's talking, he's got a quick release. He knows the offense, you know, like I said, been to two NFC championship games so he knows what he's doing. Um, Trey Lance can run, extend plays, does all the play action stuff. Incredible. Could throw the ball 70 yards. So it's just, it, it, I don't know. It's a toss up for me. Like I said, as long as they're throwing me the football, I, it is what it is. You know, I just want football is a competitive sport. Um, if there's not competition, if you're not fighting for your starting job every single day, then you're not going to get any better. And so it, it was nice to see those two push each other all year. And I think Trey learned a lot from Jimmy. And, you know, if, if Trey's a starter and if there's growing pains, hey, so be it. I think we have a good enough players around him to help him succeed from Trent Williams to IU to hopefully Debo to me to our run game. So, uh, you know, I think we have plenty of, play, uh, plenty of players around him to help him succeed.
1: So look, his talking point at some point has become as long as whoever it is throws me the ball, I'm fine with it. He yeah, said that three right, or four times right. on Friday. The but, team but is good is, enough, you know. Right. Yes. But but it but it is a fair question. If you think one guy has, as Kittle has said in the past, an insane ceiling, but he's got to work his way there, the other guy is ready to go. You've got a team that's ready to win and did win last year all the way to the NFC championship game. What do you do? Do you suffer through some stuff with Trey Lance, knowing that when you get through it, when you climb right out of that that uh, that pipe that Andy Dufresne went through, and you get out on the other side, you're going to be in a great spot. That that's that's a challenge, and there's going to be some guys in that locker room that think, "Hey, we're pretty damn close with the guy we have. Why don't we just keep going with the guy we have?" Especially because everybody likes him, yeah, which makes it. Which makes it more awkward for the 49ers to insist on keeping Garoppolo around. As long as Garoppolo's there, you're going to have some of those guys who, even if they're not saying it, Chris, they're thinking, aren't we better off with the guy who got us to a Super Bowl and almost got us to another one than the guy that we don't know what he can do? Well, uh, yes. You know, I mean, really, Kittle kind of just,
2: he said that to us. I mean, he described a bunch of things that Jimmy Garoppolo was good at. He never really he said potential things about Trey Lance. So, he's telling you right there, but he's not going to really tell you and flat out say it because he knows that the 49ers want the, that Trey Lance to be the starting quarterback. So, he's got to kind of go that way too. Wait, oh, he wait. Uh, he, wait. I'm stuck between the guy that does everything good and is the leader and we all love, you know, and stuck, you know, against the guy that's all raw potential and we don't know what the hell he's going to be. Oh, it's a toss-up. That that's not a toss-up. I mean, the way he explained it is not a toss-up. It's no advantage Jimmy Garoppolo. It's a toss-up because you know the organization wants Trey Lance to be the starter. So you're going to say it's a toss-up and say some nice things about Jimmy Garoppolo on the way there. And that's where, you know, it is interesting. And, you know, to the point we've talked about a million times, Mike, right? I mean, here he is doing, you know, it's a distraction. It's annoying here. He's trying to do something for tight ends in the NFL, and he's got to answer quarterback questions and defend that for the football team. So that's part of this process that's going to be annoying for a lot of these football players, and we're going to dissect it as they talk about it, which, you know, I think we saw a few little tells right there, in, in my opinion.
1: I don't think we have the clip, but he did talk about whether and to what extent it's been a distraction. I asked him that specific question more along the lines of what do you do as a team leader to prevent it from becoming a distraction? And that's when he said it hasn't been. Guys go about their business. And I think part of the reason why it hasn't been a distraction, and this is to the credit of Jimmy Garoppolo, I think he has, for the most part, kept it from becoming one. Because of how he has handled himself. Let's get to that clip because I raised with George Kittle the comment that Garoppolo made several weeks back now to Adam Schein of Sirius XM's Mad Dog Radio about last year being a strange season and how Garoppolo wouldn't mention it on anyone. And I could tell from Kittle's body language as i was teeing up that question he he knew damn well what it was so here it is uh my question about about what garoppolo said regarding not wishing last year on anyone a few weeks ago jimmy garoppolo did an interview with adam shine and said that last year was strange and i'm not sure i would wish that on anybody what did you see if anything to suggest that jimmy g was going through a year that he wouldn't wish on anybody
3: i mean everybody can see it when you trade three first round draft picks for a quarterback it kind of has a writing on the wall doesn't it i mean uh, and jimmy did nothing but be a professional every single day he didn't complain about it one time he wasn't in the corner you know talking crap about you know the situation he showed up every day as the starting quarterback of the san francisco 49ers um And he went out there and practiced every day. He worked hard every single day. He set good examples for all the young guys for all of us. And he motivated everybody. So, like, I don't know if there's a better professional in the NFL than Jimmy Garoppolo with how he dealt with that situation. And I think he, you know, he made everyone around him better that year. And it was like, hey, you're dealing with something that no one else here is dealing with, and you're being incredible about it. I can deal with any of my stuff and move on and you know, just go play football. So it was it was great. You know, the way he handled it was great for us. And I mean, I, I wouldn't wish that upon anybody else. But, hey, he, he did a lot with it, and he played at a high level.
1: It's pretty strong stuff. When you really break it down and think about what he's saying there, they all know what's going to happen. Yeah, they all right. know that the moment the trade is made, the Trey Lance is going to become the guy. Right. Number one, Jimmy G was great about it. Never complained, never said anything. It became an inspiration to the rest of the team for how he dealt with it. And at the end, what did George Kittle say? I wouldn't wish it on anybody either. Yeah. They. So at some level, There's got to be guys in that locker room, even if they're not saying it, if they're following the lead of Jimmy Garoppolo, who hasn't said anything about it in the building, hasn't done anything to cause any problems for the team in the building. If they are following his lead and not complaining about it, you have to wonder if they're thinking deep down. Man, these guys are screwing Jimmy G. They're really screwing him. And he performed last year in a way, you could argue, you could argue that, that proved that they didn't need to go out and get Trey Lance, although you could argue that, that at the end of the day, he did play in a way that demonstrated he's reached yeah. his ceiling, and they need somebody else if they want to win Super Bowls.
2: That 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 you know, it, 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 hey, follow the lead of Jimmy Garoppolo. It's great. Listen, I got a lot of respect for the guy. He's tough. He's shown to be mentally tough. Certainly, he is a good football player. He's not a star. We know that, but he's good. But like the the more important thing to me here is. is Follow the lead of your head coach, Kyle Shanahan. And you're saying it right. Like, again, I think the players, they get caught up sometimes in the emotions of the personal connection with the quarterback and all that. And then they, even the players, tie it together with, wait, we won. He's the quarterback. And that's the way our society in football is right now. So they give him a lot of that credit. But, like, that's why we're here. We're we're here to tell you that – No, this is why you take your lumps with Trey Lance, because of what you were talking about a few minutes ago, Mike. Ultimately, Trey Lance, the talent, what George Kittle says, the potential, all of that, you take some of the lumps to get to a point in December, hopefully, where you go, wait, we're going to be in the playoffs, and... We're going, to be a lot, we're going to be a lot more dangerous than we have been in years past. We're not going to have to play the Vikings in the divisional round on the way to the Super Bowl and go, you know what? I don't trust my quarterback. we got to run the ball every play. And then play in the NFC Championship game and go, you know what? Let's just run the ball every play and not even trust Jimmy Garoppolo. And then play in the Super Bowl and play pretty much a perfect football game and you're supposed to beat the Kansas City Chiefs. And why didn't they win? Oh, that's right. I'm not trying to be a jerk. I hate to say it. I do because I hate to put it on the quarterback. But – I mean, the drive before the drive of missing the post to Emmanuel Sanders, there was throws missed then. The whole second half, there was plays like that. Last year in the playoffs, like you talked about, they beat the Packers. Yes, it wasn't because of Jimmy Garoppolo, right? So that's where the team has to buy into Shanahan to know that he's given them a guy that's going to put them over the top. Mahomes is there. he thinks this is a guy that Mahomes can't come back on when they're down twenty to ten with four and a half minutes. That's what they got to put their faith in Shanahan with.
1: And you know, I had forgotten about those plays before the miss of Emmanuel Sanders where Chris Jones right. got in his there. head remember that he had Kittle wide Pound open. Kittle wide
2: open and he missed the complete. Right, yeah. exactly. Right. Yeah. Yes, right. There was a there was a few. One plays. time he didn't
1: even pull the trigger. He didn't pull the trigger because he was a he was conscious of the possibility of yes. Chris Jones jumping up and knocking right. it down. But you're right. I remember breaking that down every possible way. And they have to have trust in Kyle Shanahan Yep. and Jim. And, and this is, this is where this occurred to me, you know, every once in a while, you hear someone spout off the 49ers talking points about the situation. And one of them is Jimmy G's a great guy. He's a great guy. If we keep him, he'll be great. He'll be great. Well, it's hard to reconcile that with Jimmy G saying, I wouldn't wish last year on anyone, but But, see, he'll internalize all that. He'll show up and he'll do everything that's expected of him. He will be the person that they need him to be. And they're using his nature against him. Sure. They have a they read on right. who he is psychologically and how he's made up and how he'll go about his business. Yeah. And even if he doesn't like it, even if he admitted to you under sodium pentothal or a lie detector test that I think my employer is screwing me, he's wired in a way to go along with it because he's got this concept of team and his yes. teammates, and we're all enlisted right. together right. and let's go do our thing and try to win. And, and, I'm not saying it's anything diabolic or despicable, but the reality is the 49ers benefit from his mindset and yeah. they are kind of using it against him to keep him dangling as they figure out what the hell they're going to do. Yeah. I,
2: Mike, I don't, I don't disagree with you. Unfortunately, this is a very common tale of the NFL, which it's very, it's gross in my opinion. And I'm not bidding this to the 49ers, but it's all teams. I can speak to it with my personal experience. The better the better teammate you are, the harder worker you are, the better soldier you are for the organization. More times or not, you're gonna be the guy that they're gonna go, well, he can handle it. Well he can we'll screw him over because he'll just suck it up and come to work tomorrow. And unfortunately, really what the NFL has done, and I think we're starting to see the what this is happening in front of us, they've really reward the squeaky wheel gets oiled. And we're seeing the squeaky wheels are starting to go, yep, yep, I'm, I'm sick of getting screwed over being the good guy. I'm just going to be squeaky. I want to get the hell out of town. I want to do this. I want to do that. I'm getting the hell out of here. I'm squeaky. All right? I know I could probably come up with a better. Uh, squeaky's good. Good. No, you got it, right? Squeaky's good. Yeah. And that's where Jimmy Garoppolo, he ain't squeaky like you're talking about. He just comes in and, all right, man, That was that's okay. I just got to work harder. I just I'll be a better guy. You know, and, and, and unfortunately, yes,
1: it's those guys a lot of the times that get taken advantage of. And the thing that he has to be concerned about, because there are plenty of people like, well, where else is he gonna get twenty five million dollars this year? Well, where else is he gonna have a chance to start? Well look, here's the risk. The worst case scenario for Jimmy Garoppolo, we've laid it out before, but it's important that everybody understands this. Trey Lance and Jimmy Garoppolo show up for training camp. Garoppolo is cleared. He's able to throw. Let's go have a competition. Let's see who's the guy, if the 49ers even intend on having a fair competition. Yeah, right. Fair competition or unfair competition, whatever it may be. At the end of camp, Trey Lance is the guy. Okay, fine. Trey Lance is a starter. He's won the job fair and square. Hey, Jimmy, at least you tried. Here's Bart Simpson with the cake gif where he puts the at least you tried cake into the trash can. (laughs) And they say to Jimmy, look, you know, you're not the starter anymore, Jimmy. You know how football goes the starter gets starter money. You're due to make $25 million. You're not the starter. So we can't really justify, Jimmy, paying you that much because we got other guys here that deserve the money and they're starters. Nick Bosa, Debo Samuel, etc. So we're only going to pay you 10. 10 pretty good to be a backup. Ten. 10 is the high end of the going rate to be a backup. And maybe we'll put some incentives on there, playing time. If Trey Lance gets injured, you can earn some more back, but that's all we can do. That's all we can do. And, you know, if you say no to it, you know what we're going to do. We're going to release you. Yeah. And then you got nothing. And then some of it doesn't even need to be said, but the implication is he gets thrown onto the open market just before the start of the season. The depth charts are set. He is screwed. He is S O L at that point. And, He's going to nice guy his way into having nothing by way of a guaranteed salary for 2022 because once he passes a physical, they can cut him at any point up until the start of the regular season and owe him not a single penny, Chris. That's where his good nature can really be used to screw him. And I think at the end of the day, that's what he needs to be very concerned about, and he needs to have a strategy for avoiding that outcome. Uh,
2: yeah, d- definitely. I, I, definitely, I think if, if it gets to that point, right, you know, you would hope that the agent could have a little bit of a feel for, wait, is there a team out there that you could actually maybe go play for and, and still get $10 million or more than that? And okay, fine, screw you, 49ers, cut us. That's fine. We're out of here. We got a place to go. Carolina likes us. They're going to give us 12 million a year or something of that of, of, of that sort, you know. But at the same, but would a
1: team do that, Chris? Let me I, stop you. No,
2: you're right. I don't know. We,
1: we get to we get to Labor Day weekend. Right, I know. And he hasn't been there at all. Yeah. And they got Sam Donald ready to go, and they got Matt Corral ready to go. And you're going to bring in Jimmy Garoppolo? No, probably not. And get him up the speed like that? No, you're and right. Pay him 12 it, million? It's, it's, yeah, that's you, the problem. You're
2: right. That is the problem. 100. I was. That's where I was about to go. So that's where. Sorry. You know, again, no, it's okay. You're all good. That's you. You made it quick for me. But yeah, I think that's where. You know, that's a little weird, and then. I'll say what's weird here, too, is just the fact of, you know, I think we've brought this up a little bit, but, you know, yeah, it is. Okay, they want to start Trey Lance. We know that. Man, Trey Lance, he played two games last year. He got hurt in both games. That's got to be a little scary. He's a little reckless and raw, like we've talked about. So he doesn't quite have that, you know, governor yet of going like, wait, let me slide. Let me not take this hit from Isaiah Simmons and hurt my knee on the goal line. Let me not do that. And that's got to scare the 49ers, too. And it goes back to our old conversation that we've had so many times where, you know, to this situation, this is a Super Bowl team, you know, and and that's where there is value of a Jimmy Garoppolo being on the roster. I mean, I certainly wouldn't go Trey Lance, Nate Sudfeld into the 2022 season. Let me just tell you that. There is no effing way I'm going into the season with those two as my quarterbacks. And... To have that type of team with those two quarterbacks is stupid. There's no other way to say it. They need somebody else there. And that's where the other angle of this thing is interesting. But then there is the distraction of Jimmy G being high Trey Lance and all of that too. So I don't know if the value there for that. So there's a, there's definitely another talking point there or something to hey, digest.
1: You give the job to Trey Lance and you keep Jimmy G on the roster. Let's say he says, okay, I'll take the $10 million. Yeah. I'll take 15 million. I'll take whatever. Right. Then you go with Lance. He suffers the growing pains. He has a few rough games. All of a sudden, Jimmy G is the most popular guy in town. No doubt. All of a sudden, you've got a clamoring in the locker room. You've got a clamoring in the stands. You've got people who cover the team saying, Jimmy G is better than Trey Lance. That's part of the problem, too. And the irony in all of this. Yes, yes. Yep. Here's the other irony in all this. You mentioned the injuries. I mean, why did they ultimately go out and get Trey Lance? What was one of the motivators? They can't trust Jimmy G to stay healthy, dating back to the torn ACL that was his own damn fault right. in 2018, the ankle injury in 2020. They can't count on him to be there every week like Tom Brady, like Eli Manning, like Peyton Manning, like you know other great quarterbacks we've seen. Aaron Rodgers, but for a couple of broken collarbones, he's been durable. Russell Wilson, but for mangling his finger. He's been very durable. They can't trust Jimmy G to stay healthy, and now all of a sudden, every time we put Trey Lance on the field for a game, he gets injured. Holy crap. What are we going to do here? So they've got to be wondering how to properly balance this. How do you protect yourself against Trey Lance truly not being ready, but also avoid being in a situation where the masses and the guys who count in that locker room are going to want Jimmy G if he's still on the roster. It's a mess. It's a mess, and the sooner they clean it up, the better off they'll be. But it seems to me like your friend Kyle Shanahan believes he can keep it all under control. And to his credit, he did last year. Yeah,
2: that that's that's goes back to the word the the magic of Kyle Shanahan, and I think you know again co- these these coaches like him McVeigh. They have an unbelievable ability to communicate and still challenge their team, have a way about them, where the rest of the team, like George Kittle kind of said in the answer, like, you know, we they got to, oh, wait, we got these new plays and I got to go in here and Shanahan wants us to work on this and that and that and this. And OK, well, OK, here's the practice schedule today. All right, we got to work on these new plays to screw over this team. You know, it, with that kind of culture and the way Shanahan, the type of players they have there, as we've talked about before, it's kind of pedal to the metal. They're, they they don't have a lot of time. It doesn't seem like to sit there and, you know, hmm, should it be Jimmy G or hmm, should it be Trey Lance? You know, they are, you know, have that that pedal to the metal type of culture for lack of a better way to say it there. To what, to what Kittle said. And there is kind of a no excuses, like, let's just go, let's play hard, you, you be the best you can at your position, and we'll go from there. And the 49ers, yeah, they've shown the ability to overcome some of these obstacles. But this is a different kind of obstacle. This one, to me, is a little bit, you know, it's all cool right now and everything now. That's great. But like you said, we get into the season. It's in the season. It's Trey Lance. It is very... A a very big topic with Trey Lance. The spotlight is on him because of the draft and the trade and everything that went into that. And to me, it just yes. Even for a guy like Shanahan, is flirting with danger in your locker room and, and affecting your football team.
1: And on one hand, Chris, you can look at it and say, it's not fair to this kid who's raw and he's trying to learn his way and he's got this constant distraction and issue and does he really have the support of the team? Does he not have the support of the team? He's got guys in the locker room looking at him funny. He's got more pressure on him when he's at practice. He's got more pressure on him in the games if Jimmy G somehow is still on the roster but not the starter. You can say that on one hand. On the other hand, you can say, well, this is the ultimate This is the ultimate litmus test. Let's see if he can handle it. Because yeah, sure. if he can't handle this, he can't handle making the throws that need to be made if we get to a Super Bowl again. We need somebody with the mental toughness who can lock in and go do his job and find motivation in the uncertainty. Oh, you, you got some doubts about me? Well, let's go erase those doubts. Let's go. Let's go. I'm ready. Let's go. That's, Jimmy that's G's still race. on the team. That's fine. Let's go. Bring Ooh. it on. I'll compete. Let's go. Let's do it. I'm ready. I think I think maybe, maybe in some weird sort of way – Kyle's trying to push buttons to kind of draw that out of Trey Lance and turn him into a guy who's going to go be an ass kicker week in and week out. Yeah, I mean, I I don't doubt that. Sure, sure. It's just that's easier said than done.
2: You know, again, for a young quarterback and he's, oh, I'm going to be in the first team reps and, man, it's going to be maybe some bad decisions and some balls hitting the ground and then the backup's going to come in and everything's going to be grease lightning and boom, 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 and, oh, okay, back to the starter You know, do that. Oh, you know, Shanahan will probably have to cheat some plays in practice to make Trey Lance look good every now and then so Jimmy doesn't outshine him. You know, those are the issues I worry about. Here's another issue I worry about. A little what we talked about a little last year, but what I would worry about too is, okay, you start Trey Lance. He falters like you're talking about, you know, or maybe he even gets a little banged up, you know, let's say late November. But, you know, the worst case scenario, let's just say he goes through a bad stretch and doesn't play well. And now they're fighting for their playoff light, And they have Jimmy Garoppolo on the roster. And now they play him. And now Jimmy Garoppolo plays well down the stretch of the season. The 49ers make the playoffs. And they make a little run with Jimmy Garoppolo as their starter. Now we're going to get... Where are we going to be at next year after that again? Now, now, oh, hey, Trey Lance, you're the starter. Hey, it's it's year three, and damn, nobody's got any confidence in you. I mean, you stumbled, and Jimmy did good again, but we're letting him go. and Three first-round picks for you. There's just too many what-ifs that can go a wrong way, in my opinion, and that's where it's risky.
1: And I compare that to what Andy Reid did with the Chiefs and Patrick Mahomes when they traded up to number ten, selected Patrick Mahomes in twenty seventeen. It was understood from the get go. Alex Smith has another year, and the next year it's going to be Mahomes. And nobody said boo. Nobody pushed back. Nobody was like, Are you sure? And and it was Kind of a similarity there in that Alex Smith had yes. taken the Chiefs as far as he was going to right. take them. Right. And the Chiefs needed to go to the next level, and they made a strategic decision to go to the next level, and they had a plan from the get-go as to what was going to happen. Mahomes is sitting all year. Next year's his year. This year we're worried about Alex Smith, 2017. Next year is next year. And and it worked. And it worked. And, and the difference is throughout 2017 – there were flashes. There were comments. There was evidence right. that they had something up their sleeve. Definitely, the priest. was going to be pretty damn special. Yeah, right. The last right. game of
2: the year, the th- all of it. You're, you're exactly right. Yeah, that's where too is weird because to the, your point, and like I, I'm, I'm glad you went here. And where it's a little different too, though, is you know Mahomes. Even though yes, he sat a year and all that. Like, nobody was worried about, well, Mahomes, we're not sure if he got enough reps. I mean, he threw the ball 70,000 times a game at Texas Tech. So, you didn't have to worry about that. That's what's weird about this one, too. I mean, Trey Lance, you go back to his college, you have a lot of games where you go, he threw the ball 14 times that game. And it was like, you know, simple, simple throwing of play-action pass, one guy open, boom, boom, that type of play, too. So, that's where it's like, it's, it's another, like,
1: part of the equation here uh, for trey lance i i still stick with my take that they missed on patrick mahomes because they thought they were going to get kirk cousins in free agency the next year they did i don't disagree with you there yeah yeah then they said no to tom brady when they should have said yes and then after they saw mahomes and brady in super bowl 55 they overreacted and they decided we're going to get in- ourselves in position to get whichever quarterback we want after Trevor Lawrence and Zach Wilson. We're going to go do it, and that's what we're doing. And nobody can talk us out of it, and we did it. And they did it a month before the draft. Yeah. And then we spent that whole month trying to figure out who the hell they were going to take. I just feel like they got themselves – Mentally twisted into a pretzel, uh, yes. And now they're trying to oh. untwist. They're still trying to untwist. No it now. doubt, no doubt. I mean, I a lot of people in the NFL.
2: I want to. I'll sit here and go, damn. If they just drafted Mac Jones first off, too. Part of the pretzel is they gonna go. They've been to the Super Bowl. I mean, I just, I just. That's the way I think. The Mac Jones is the quarterback of the 49ers last year. They go to the Super Bowl. Uh, that's the way I feel. So that adds to it too. There's the pressure of that situation on there. Out of this whole thing as well that. You know, yeah, I, I, Mike, I don't disagree with your little timeline thought process there. I, I think there's some probably some truth to some of that, especially the, the Mahomes, Kirk Cousins thing that let it off. And we know the Brady and the, the, the flirting there was real,
1: too. Uh, but yeah, I think you're, you're probably onto something there. You're the first one to say it. He wanted to go there and they said, no, thank you. Think about that. Tom Brady wanted to go to the 49ers, the team he rooted for growing up. He was at the catch game, if you haven't heard. By the way, Jerome Bettis is from Detroit also. <laughs> and, uh, and they said no. And, and when you consider the alternate realities with the quarterbacks we just mentioned, with Mahomes, they got at least one Super Bowl championship since 2017. I think that's a given. Yes. They say yes to Brady. Pretty safe to say they're in one if haven't won one. Pretty safe to say. The rest of their team, every bit as good as the rest of the Buccaneers team Definitely. in 2020. Yeah. They win one. Yeah, Kirk Cousins. And, and look, I know this is against my nature. This is going to be regarded as a he loves him, not he loves him, <laughs> not comment. But I think you and I will both agree. They would Super Bowl 54 yes. Yes. with Kirk Cousins. I agree. Right?
2: Yes, 100%. Yes, I think you know, Kirk Cousins is a notch above Jimmy Garoppolo uh, for sure. Yes, so I'm I'm with you in that thought process. And then Mac Jones
1: would have gotten in there last year. Four guys. Four guys they could have had. And they've had Jimmy G the whole time, and now they're hoping to will Trey Lance into being whatever it is that they need him to be. Look, I don't wish this on Jimmy G. I don't wish it on Trey Lance. I don't wish it on 49ers fans. And the sooner it's over, the better off everybody is going to be. That's the one thing that I think the organization fails to recognize. You try to put your head down and power through it. It is potentially going to be to the detriment of the team, of the individual players, of the overall peace of mind, of the decision makers. At some point, you just got to rip off that Band-Aid and you got to move on. But I think they're going to delay it as long as they can so they can be sure that Trey Lance is ready. And that's Kyle Shanahan's job. Off-season program, training camp, preseason – get this guy ready or get this guy to the point where we can make a smart assessment, a reliable assessment as to whether or not he truly is ready to go. Do you think it's ready to go
2: or the fact that they're just stubborn and they don't want to give Jimmy Garoppolo away for anything or for, for nothing? You know, it's, it's, it's a little bit of both, I guess is really, I think it's a combination. I think it's a combination.
1: They're very stubborn about getting value for Jimmy G and they're, apoplectic about the fact that no one wanted to to show up with major draft assets for the guy they're trying to get rid of but I also think that they are concerned at some level that Lance isn't going to be the guy how can you not be concerned you don't what, what did we see last year that makes us say oh hey he's the guy was there a throw was there a moment was there anything where we say he's the guy I think in preseason he had like a long touchdown throw on a busted coverage right. but other than that is there, is there anything you can think of well, yeah, the long year. throw
2: against the Texans, right? Remember that one? Right, kind of the same play as your preseason play. You're talking about. He rolled yeah. out to the right and threw the back back to the left side to Debo Samuel. That's so, right. That's but right. you're right. But no, I, I mean, I I get you. That that's where we're all you know anxious to see. It was a little few and far between. Yeah, there was that play that we're talking about the Houston Texans game. But if we go back and digest that football game, as we talked a little last week with the quarterback rankings, there were throws that were all over the place. And Shanahan had to give him a bunch of gimme completions at the end of the game just to get him back to 50%. So that, to your point, you're not wrong with what you said there. I just was pointing out, yeah, there was one. we, We saw little snippets here and there. We did. But that's you know snippets, and what I even said last week when we watched that, you know, they're Shanahan specials, would I call them a little bit? You know, that's that's a play where it's it's dialed up. Shanahan got it. I mean, he's going to make it look good almost for no matter who's the quarterback. It's the meat and potato stuff we got to see work the right way. Can he run the offense the right way on you know the third third and five of the drive to keep the drive going? Those are the things that we got to see, and we're not sure about as far as the decision, the right throw catchable ball all of that type of stuff is still to your point i think what we need to see from Trey Lance.
1: well thanks again to george Kittle for giving us some time on friday and giving us so much to talk about on monday may 23 by the way tight end university coming up june 22 to 24 at vanderbilt university in nashville and chris cool. he's working on two of your guys to show up to throw footballs because what's the point of having all the tight ends there if there aren't some quarterbacks to throw them the footballs? He's working on Josh Allen. He's working on Zach Wilson. Oh, I He's like very it. Very close. Yes, very close. On Zach Wilson, he wanted a little peer pressure on Zach Wilson to try to close the deal, but he also thinks he's going to get Josh Allen there too. Wow, that would be awesome. Yeah, I mean, yeah, you need some guys that throw legit
2: NFL balls. Those two will be able to throw some lasers and make sure those guys get their head and eyes around in the the right way to get their, you know, concentrate on the football. So that's cool. That is. That would be cool if Zach Wilson and Josh Allen do it. They certainly have no, you know, need to be there or do it other than just being good guys and helping out. I told him that he could
1: maybe recruit Josh Allen to play tight end. Seriously. I mean, yeah. He'd be a hell of a tight end, he, wouldn't he?
2: he? He would be. I mean, he's he's bigger than George Kittle, uh, and without a doubt. Uh, and so,
1: yes, yes, you're right. Josh Allen, he could play tight end in the NFL for sure. You know, one last thing, and I apologize in advance if we have this on the rundown later in the program, but Kittle made a great point, and I know they've told me three times now to take a break. But let me just say this, because I, I hadn't thought of it, and I wasn't trying to stir this up unlike what I do 95% of the time otherwise. I asked him which tight end in the NFL really impresses him right now, and he went on and on about Travis Kelsey. At one point he said, you know, the fact that Travis Kelsey is getting half the money of a top receiver boggles the mind, and I know George Kittle's got a vested interest in that too, but it really got me to thinking this explosion of the receiver market Tight ends are woefully underpaid now. And it's not like you got a bunch of tight ends coming out in the draft every year that everybody's enamored with. You got receivers, 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 receivers. Where are the tight ends? And and you got a weapon like Travis Kelsey, like George Kittle to open up your passing game that way, Rob Gronkowski. Kittle made the point. Look at the past several Super Bowls. Everybody's got a tight end who can play. No question. Look at what Gronk's done. Right. So it's a good point by George Kittle. It is very much so.
2: I mean, it is. And, and I think we're seeing, you know, with some of the really good offensive coordinators in football and some of the good offenses that are not named Kansas City, really everybody else, you know, running the ball, play action, tight end down the middle is a huge part of the football game. Uh, it is. They've, they have found that combination to screw over the second-level linebackers or safety down there, and that's where the tight end and the Darren Waller's come into play to where, yeah, you really look at it, Mike. You, it's, it's a great point. They are undervalued now with the current you know market, and, and the tight end, These some of these guys are more valuable than any of these receivers to their football team.
1: And everybody's wondering what Rob Gronkowski is going to do. And you get cryptic messages from time to time. And I think he's smart enough to not come off as greedy, although it's not greed. It's just good business. Yeah. They're talking about paying him 9 or $10 million. When you consider what the receiver market is and what he means to that team and how good he is still, the, the kind of, of target he provides, that catch radius that's built into his frame and everything he can bring to a football team – and the receiver market goes haywire and they expect him to take eight or nine million dollars. No thanks. ain't worth it. ain't playing for that. Mm-hmm. If I'm Gronk, and I've never spent a penny of my football money because I've been living off my endorsements for a decade, I'm not getting out of bed for more, for less than 15 million a year. Don't let's not even have the conversation. The question is how much more than 15 million is it going to take it's, it's, it's a valid point.
2: I mean it is. He's at a point of his career like I think where you're talking about I mean financially, he's not going to be desperate, that's for sure. You know, and yeah, you're going to have to make it worth his while. It certainly is low, that type of number, for a player like Rob Gronkowski. It is. And 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 you're right to the team like Tampa, again, like them, or Darren Waller with the Raiders or Kelsey or whatever. I mean, a big part of their offense and the quarterback making him feel comfortable is through the tight end. They like that. So uh, I hear you there, Mike. I, I bet you that Gronk is not going to settle for 9 or 10. He's going to want something, a bump up from what he's been getting.
1: You know, it feels so good to be healthy and alive after Thursday that I would just like to keep this opening segment going for the full two hours of the program. But I won't. I won't. I'm finally going to throw it a break. And on the other side, some of the latest on Deshaun Watson, thanks to the fact that his lawyer, Rusty Harden, gave an interview on Friday evening to Mary Kay Cabot of the Cleveland Plain Dealer and said plenty of things that we need to take a closer look at. We'll do that next here on this Monday edition of Pro Football Talk Live.